Welcome to the Steady Picks Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, Big John, along with my co-host, Ricky. Ricky, how you doing and how was your weekend? What's happening, Big John? Weekend was good. We actually had a uh, football game, the Hall of Fame game. Catch it? I did, I did. And, uh, you know, uh, I also got a chance to watch some of the speeches of some of the guys going to the Hall of Fame and uh, really enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. I know Steady Picks had some tributes out there to everybody uh, who went into the Hall of Fame. So just a great time of year. It means we're right around the corner from things getting ready to rock and roll. Yeah, and, and not much fantasy takeaway, so... No, you know, no, <laughs> not a whole lot no. you're not going to get much on that Hall of Fame game for the fantasy takeaway. But speaking of fantasy, I have to tell you, Ricky, is some great feedback uh, around the whole stacking concept we did last week. And especially they seem to like that Justin Fields stack that you talked about. So uh, that was great stuff. It's a lot of feedback early on and kind of makes me think that I want to revisit my stacking philosophy going into a couple big drafts. But I thought today what we talk about is the running backs and maybe go through uh, for our listeners the top 25. I think we'll use a, a half point PPR format as that's the most common and kind of give our people that are drafting the order of the way, the way we like these running backs. And just before we get started, I did see that Kareem Hunt Wonder what was going to happen with him. It looks like he's visiting the Saints. So I don't know mm. what your thoughts. It looks like it potentially could be a good move with, uh, with the news about Alvin Kamara. What are your thoughts there? You know, it's good to keep tabs on it, but all these visits are just visits until there's some paperwork signed. So I'm not really getting too caught up in uh, the visit stuff. Yeah, I guess you're right. With that being said, then let's dive into our top 25 Running backs, my first one, and I want to make sure we agree, would be Christian McCafferty. Thoughts on that, Ricky? If you want to give any stats, I know you're a stat guy as well. Feel free. Yeah, don't overthink this one. We're talking about a guy playing in what will be for sure one of the most dynamic offenses in the NFL with Kyle Shanahan. John, this guy had 100 targets last year as a running back. Wow. 85 catches. Double-digit touchdowns. Don't overthink it. This is your number one pick, especially running back-wise. Yeah, definitely agree. So, again, we're talking about running backs. We're totally agree. Don't overthink it. CM's the guy you're taking it for your first running back. Um, when we get to number two, I like Eckler here for the simple reason that he reminds me a lot of Christian McCaffrey where you're going to get – you know, those receiving yards, you're going to get the running yards. And I think that Charger offense with the new offensive coordinator more is going to be explosive. I know they're going to throw the ball downfield more, but I still love Austin Eckler in that two position. Your thoughts? We're going to disagree here, but for the Austin Eckler people out there, there's definitely a lot to like. Another running back that had over 100 targets, 123 for him. He actually had over 100 catches, about 1,600 yards, 18 touchdowns. Huge year. Huge yep. year. Yep. But here's my concerns. First of which, John, the Chargers had the very worst run blocking grade in the NFL last year. Mm. The worst. And I know he put up massive numbers despite that, but... A good portion of that was actually not on the rushing end. You know, he had under a 1,000 rushing yards. So he did a lot of his damage through the air. And I guess, you know, in these PPR-type formats, that's kind of the appeal, I imagine. 
Yeah, and, and I know that a lot, he, a lot of his production came from Checkdown because of the fact that Herbert didn't have the line to be able to, to really go deep with it. Um, so I'm going to stay there. You know, we agree with it. I mean, would you say, I mean, my number three, believe it or not, would be a rookie. Um, maybe you feel you take him over, Eckler, would be Bijan Robinson. Thoughts there? Yep. So Bijan is my number two. Okay. Uh, a big part of the reason is going back to the offensive lines, the Atlanta Falcons. And these, these stats are courtesy of PFF. The Falcons had the number one run blocking offense in the NFL last year, specifically on the line, John. They had an 83.7 run blocking grade. The Chargers had a 45.7. I mean, literally first versus worst. So, I don't know. I mean, I just think the opportunity is going to be there from a, a pass-catching standpoint as well. Great receiver. Him being a rookie might scare some people off, but don't forget that guys like, even recently, Zeke, Saquon Barkley, these running backs, they had their best seasons in their rookie year. So, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I guess the only reason why I kind of put, I had him two, three with Eckler's. When I look at who Eckler has behind him, you know, Joshua Kelly, basically, right? That's it. And I look at some of the guys that Robinson has behind him. I just thought there'd be more of a timeshare. But with those stats, you know, kind of, I could see the argument there. And, and you're right. Atlanta's a, a run, obviously, first team. And they certainly have a really improved and strong offensive line. So, you know, we kind of have it. Christian McCaffrey one. We have, you know, Bijan. Ricky has Bijan two. I have Eckler two with the opposite three. So there's our top three. Let's go to four. Maybe we'll be on the same page here. Um, I think my consensus four for sure is Nick Chubb. Wow. I, I, I am really high on Nick Chubb. A, a lot of people think I'm crazy. I think he doesn't have Kareem Hunt there. I think we're going to see a lot of check downs. He's catching the ball a lot. Worked on on the offseason. We know how strong Nick Chubb is trying to bring down as far as, you know, once he's carrying the ball and being tackled, how hard he is to bring down. I like Chubb knowing the fact that there's some games being played right now at Taylor. I'm high on Chubb at number four. Your thoughts there? Love Nick Chubb. The rushing ability is undeniable. He did have a, a lot of carries the past two seasons. He had over 300 last year. But this is one of those spots, John, where – we talked about those two guys prior that had over 100 targets. He had 33, you know, so he only had slightly over 200 receiving yards and one touchdown. So if it's full point PPR and not half, I don't know. But here's my, do it, John. But, but here's my thing, okay? Here's my thing, Ricky, I want you to think about. You're right. He didn't have that many receiving yards, but... To me, it wasn't because he wasn't capable of catching a screen pass, you know, or a short down and out. To me, it was about he was exit out in passing situations and Kareem Hunt was inserted in. So to me, it was that situation that's now gone away. I do think, and, and I've had a lot of heard a lot of rumors from insiders been to camp, he looks really good catching the ball. So I, I just think he's going to get more of those opportunities. That's kind of why I had him at three. I'm mean, excuse me, at four. I'm sorry. And the one thing that I'll note on a positive side of him, I was looking at like the rushing yards after contact. I mean, this guy, John, is 
He's a beast. He's, he's, he's ahead of Derrick oh, Henry. Oh, oh he's, he's a beast. Josh oh, oh, he's a beast. The talent is there, so you're getting production if he's in the lineup. Yeah, so so I so we have him at four. We're gonna put him at four. Um, my five, you know, I kind of go back and forth. And again, I'm pushing Taylor back because of what's going on over there. So my five, I don't know what your thoughts are there, would be Barkley here. You know, him being the man that's now satisfied with what they did with the contract. He, we know he can catch the ball. We know he's another tough guy to bring down. And we know that offense is going to be a lot better. Your thoughts on him at five? Yeah, so this would probably be the guy I would take ahead of Chubb, truthfully. Okay. Me personally, he's uh, looking on the receiving end, over 70 targets, over 50 catches. He brings a little bit more on that side of the end there. But... In general, Giants offense scares me a little bit still. Yep. But uh, the talent's undeniable. You know he's going to break loose. And I'm going to go on record by saying I think the Giants offense is going to surprise some people. Even Daniel Jones. If you're looking for a late-round quarterback, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. So really there, the only differences we have so far is you would substitute uh, Robinson ahead of Eckler, too. Uh, And then where I went, Chubb. Uh, you would go Barkley and just flip-flop those guys, sounds like. Yep. But other than that, exact same page. All right, so let's go to to number six. Number six here, I have Derrick Henry. I know the guy is up there in age, but I have to tell you, he just continues to be a workhorse, and he's reliable, especially when it comes to, you know, even down the stretch. So I'm going to keep him there until he proves me wrong, and I think that team's going to need to run the ball uh, a lot this year. Your thoughts there? I'm off. I'm off this train in a big way. So you and I are, are far apart here. The, he's 29 years old, which is about the point where I I'm getting off that train, John. The production, you're right. You can't argue it. Even his receiving numbers went up last year. I'm worried about the team. I'm worried about the quarterback. I'm not taking him this high. As much as I love him, I'm, I'm not touching him here. Way too high. So so tell me that six. Tell me then who you like at six. So who I like at six would be Jonathan Taylor, believe mm. it or not. I know we briefly touched on this like the last episode, but I'm not too worried about it. The guy is 24 years old. He can do it all. I mean, granted, he doesn't have quite as big of a receiving role, but John, let's not forget like he's a year removed from being fantasy gold winning people their leagues i mean i think that type of production is more to be expected than last year it's probably somewhere in the middle realistically but i'll take somewhere in the middle and let me tell you something i'll go on record here if jonathan taylor wasn't dealing with ursay who can be stubborn as could be when it comes to these kind of issues I would actually have Taylor above. He'd be sitting probably above Chubb. He'd be in the four spot because I believe with Richardson and that read option, I just think that's going to open things for him that he can be absolutely have the best year he's ever had under that read option. So my only reason for having him here is based off of today, then now and not knowing, but you tell me, Ricky, that he's in there at camp and he's happy. I'm telling you, I'm putting him at number four and maybe even higher. Agreed. And don't forget the new head coach over there in Indianapolis is the former Eagles 
offensive coordinator who is probably the, the best at that read option. Yep, so. absolutely. I'll go with the next guy we like, or I like, and, and that's Tony Pollard. And, I, and I'm going to tell you why I like Tony Pollard. I know a lot of people are worrying about him breaking down and can he handle the workload. Listen, it's a good offensive line. There's some really good weapons. I love the addition of Brandon Cooks there to really spread the field. But Powered's the kind of guy that can go between the tackles. He can run violent, and he can catch the balls. And I really think that Cooks addition is going to really, really help him. And I still think there is a high probability they could bring Zeke back. But even if they do bring Zeke back, I still see him getting so much work. And what he's done with the carries last year, I think he's right here, should be right around this second-tier kind of eight type of number. Yeah, and he took the driver's seat last year from Zeke. He took the job. There's a stat that measures the amount of fantasy points per touch. Tony Pollard, higher than Christian McCaffrey, higher than Barkley, higher than Chubb, Taylor, Henry, by a pretty wide margin, all of them. I mean, when when he gets the rock, good things happen, so... Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm all he's in on ex- Pollard. He's, ex- he's explosive. So we're, we're on the same page there. I think you get him, you know, at number eight. You're getting a great deal there. Um, my next guy would probably be, and he's somebody that I know we still have a little bit of a holdout situation, would be Josh Jacobs. Um, I think Josh Jacobs is just a workhorse. I mean, we saw last year what he does. You know, I love opportunities. Opportunities lead, lead to points, lead to touchdowns, you know, and lead to fantasy championships. And he certainly gets opportunities. What's your thoughts about, and I do believe that he'll be back and he'll be there game one. What's your thoughts on Jacobs here? I don't know. I got some concerns, to be honest with you. Here, let me list them out. Number one, the team. I think how, how much are they going to be in position yeah. to be running the ball? Honestly, how much is the True. game script going to be in their favor? In that division too, John, yep. with the Chiefs and Chargers, not good. Second thing is I think they ran him off a cliff. I think part of the reason he didn't get a deal is because they know they overused him last year. 339 carries, 61 targets. He carried the ball almost 400 times. They, they ran him into the ground, were ready for him to leave, and here he is. They're still trying to make it work, but, like, big red flags, to be honest with you. I'm not touching him here. I'll go to a different position before I – I'll let someone else deal with this mess. I'll leave it at that. No, and, and I understand what you're saying there. I mean, listen, they did they did work the heck out of him last year. So then talk to me about who you like here or who your next back might look like. So if you're in a situation where everybody we talked about is gone, you're saying? Yeah. Like in that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just give me one. Give me a good. Just give me one you, you like here. Okay. My very next yeah. would be, call me crazy. It would be Travis Etienne. I'm going to call you crazy. I know. And it's not, this is way high than he should probably go, but here's what I like. Okay. This guy had 1,100 yards on the ground, averaged over five yards a carry. He's, he runs well with the offense in place. Over 40 targets. He catches the ball as well. He's a home run hitter. He was also... So think about this, John. You know injuries pretty well, especially on the, the lower half of the body. Yep. He 
he had a really serious injury that caused him to miss his entire rookie season. Last year, he came back, first year removed from the injury. He slowly ramped it up and became a big weapon towards the end of the season. I think now two years removed from the injury, we see a prime career year from him, and I think it's going to be big, and I'm not missing out on it, so I'm willing to overdraft him. I love him. I wow, love the wow. And you're telling me in, in your mug there, there's not bourbon, that's apple juice, <laughs> right? Because I got to tell you, I have him. I agree with everything you said, but with that Jacksonville offense, extremely explosive, I think they're going to be throwing a ton. I just, I have him lower down. The guy who I would go with next would be, Again, I like workhorses that lead to opportunities. Um, and that's Najee Harris. Call me crazy. Love they it. improved Love the line. It. Love Najee Harris here. He's going to get the rock. You know, he's, a, he's, a, he's tough to tackle. And now when you take the addition of Allen Robinson in the slot there, I just think the opportunities are going to be really, really great for that Pittsburgh offense. That's my sleeper offense is that Pittsburgh offense with those receivers they have now. Um, you know, you have Deontay Johnson, Mr. Reliable. Pickens, I mean, gosh, he, he catches everything. He's like the freak, right? Now you have Allen Robinson. You have the tight end from Penn State. Firmouth, you have him. Don't I, even let our secret, our Pittsburgh secret out. Uh, we won't let it out, but not, not This Jay is Harris. a steady pick secret yeah. that this team, this offense will be Dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And John, just to quickly touch on Najee Harris, because that would have been who I was deciding between with yep. ETN. People that say he had a down year, he had a thousand yards rushing. He had over 10 touchdowns combined, both rushing and receiving, over 50 targets, over 40 catches. And this was a down year with yeah. a rookie quarterback. Yeah. If that offensive line takes a step forward and Kenny Pickett which takes it a step will. forward. Which it will. You heard it here. Out. It will. Yep. This guy yep. is a top pick next year. Yep. To it, totally agree. Next, your thoughts on somebody that, that also has really was explosive last year, and that's Ramondre Stevenson would be kind of one of the guys that would probably be up there next for me. Thoughts there? That, again, I'm not a huge New England offense uh, fan, but but I think, you know, he's a, he's a, a, maybe a good play here at the, uh, you know, right around that 11, 12 area. I was listening to another fantasy show today that was talking about him and saying he, he has no receiving upside. Is the problem? John, these people don't do their homework. This guy had over 80 targets, over 60 yeah, catches. Yeah, I was going to say, what show I was mean, that? This guy had 1,400 yards combined, you know, touchdown department, a little bit left to be desired, but a complete back, you hit it on the head. Do you trust Belichick? Because I sure as hell don't. Yeah, and that's, and that's the problem. You know, I, I, New England, uh, I don't like anything to do with that offense. I, I mean, I just don't want, want, but I do think when we look at, you know, as far as, being this far down the line on running backs, I think the upside he could give you is there. That's why I have him ranked over, for example, my next person. Well, hold on. One more thing yeah. with him. What happens if he fumbles twice? Yeah. The guy's going to lose his job yeah. with that maniac yeah, right. Belichick. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. So That is true. Um, that's why I guess kind of here's where one I'm, I'm curious on your thoughts here. I have these guys kind of hand in hand. Brees Hall and Joe Mixon as kind of lumped together there. You know, obviously, uh, Brees Hall coming off that injury, what a beast he was. And, you know, we don't know whether or not 
we're going to wind up seeing uh, some additions coming over there. One of Dalvin Cook potentially coming to the Jets. But uh, your thoughts there on kind of mixing Hall, neck and neck kind of here or going in this spot? It's like kind of weird that Joe Mixon is being slept on so much. Yeah. You know, they got rid of P. Ryan. There's not like an immediate threat. I kind of feel like, truthfully, they made Josh Jacobs him this year and just run him into the ground and yeah, let him bounce and get yeah. a new guy in there next year. He restructured his deal. I'm just weary of other people's weariness. No, to be and, honest with you, because look at the numbers. No, look, and, and that's targets. why, and that's why I have it Mixon and then Brees Hall because I think people are sleep bombing. Listen, the bottom line is right, Ricky. You could have the best offense in the world, but you still got to run the ball to open the passing game. So the bottom line is, you know, Piron's not there, so he's go- he's going to get the ball. And we're not coming off an injury. He's And he can also catch the ball. So I kind of agree with you that I think, you know, he's good value here, um, especially with Piron gone. And, and him and Brissol kind of go next for me, those two. He just turned 27. So it's not like he, he's been around a little, but it's not like he's that old. I mean, yeah. he's a, you know, so, yeah. I, uh, and the other guy was Brees Hall, who yeah. it's just a matter of, like, how cautious are the Jets with him? I think if you draft Brees Hall, the hope is that you you have other running backs on your team already because what if he's like misses some time early or yeah. if they work him in slow. But I think he's a league winner, like down the stretch. Yeah. So And I think Aaron Rodgers only opens that up. And we talk about people that I think people are sleeping on. My next person, I think people are sleeping on. I mean, it was only a year ago this guy was gone at the the turn of the end of the first round, and that's Aaron Jones. Yeah. Why do you think that? Do you think it's just they think the offense is going to fall? Well, I think, you know, I think, I think they think Dylan comes into play, which I'm, I would, I'm staying away from him. But I think they think it's going gonna, it's gonna to drop, obviously, with love under there. We're dealing with the unknown. But I kind of see that as even more advantageous for him because he does catch the screen so well. I think he'll be a dump-off guy, and I think they'll even run more. So I, I, I think this is a situation where he is not valued where he should be. I think when you're talking about you're down to the 15th, 16th quarterback, I mean, excuse me, running back, and and you're seeing Aaron Jones still there. Remember, we're just talking about running backs. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's just too much value to overlook. I think people will regret that at the end of the year when you look at the numbers. The one thing with him, John, is like last year everybody said A.J. Dillon is going to take away the touchdowns, and he only had two rushing touchdowns the whole season. So those who feared that it actually came true. He, he made it up by catching a few. Or yeah. He had like maybe four or five in the air, but like what if that dips, like what if those same short yardage carries go to Dylan and you need the touchdowns is what I'm saying. No, I, those I, I are Those are the juicy, the difference in a week is does your guy get in the end zone? Yeah. So yeah. just something to think about, but there's no doubt he's being priced down yeah. there. So, yep, yep. Um, Let's go to my next person, and that's another rookie in Gibbs. Your thoughts about, you know, kind of right in this 16 spot, Gibbs, what you think about him here, or is this a little too early in your mind? There's no, other than, like, a top three pick, there's no such thing as too early in my mind on this yep. guy. You know I'm that high on him. He's the. I'm going to make a bold statement. He 
He is the he's gonna step in and be the best receiving running back in the whole NFL. Mm. And if not, he's right behind McCaffrey and those other guys. Wow, I, I all I, in, all really? in, every chip. See, see now, I see DeAndre Swift that that might not have been great going to the Eagles for fantasy purposes, but certainly for the Eagles, I see DeAndre Swift be catching a ton of balls out of the backfield for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but you're right. Gibbs is just amazing when it comes to, to catching the ball. He's probably going to get a lot more opportunities than Swift because the Eagles have such an explosive offense. Plus, they have, you know, obviously Rashad Penny and, and, and Gainwell and some other players. Boston Scott's still there as well. One of the best offensive lines in football, if mm. not the best, with the Lions right behind the Eagles. And they didn't draft him 12th overall to take their time with him. Yeah. This team has done enough losing over the last however long. They're going to let him rip out of the gate, John. He's, yep, yep. I'm all in. All right, good, good. So my next person I have is, and and again, like I said, this could change. I mean, I'm torn between Kenneth Walker and Dobbins here. I love Dobbins. I think he's an absolute stud, assuming he stays healthy, and they continue to run the ball. I know they're going to throw a lot more, Baltimore, than they usually do. But your thoughts there? You like Walker? You like Dobbins next out of those two? I like Walker better. Yeah, me too. I, that's who I have. Yeah. yeah, I like yeah. Walker a little better. I find it hard to believe that a guy that was that good his rookie year is going to like lose his job the way people are acting like with the Agreed. second round picks. Yep. So I think he could be a sneaky guy who like. If all things work out with Walker, you're going to be looking at a good situation for where you got him. No, I agree. And we all know certainly that Carroll loves to run the ball. So I like that one. My next question for you, Ricky, is um, would you then take Miles Sanders or Dobbins next after him? I mean, Miles Sanders, obviously, you know, going over to Carolina. Um, I honestly, I'm not as high on Sanders as, as a lot of other, you know, experts are, um, your thoughts, would you go Dobbins or Sanders first? I would probably go Dobbins. Yeah. I think I like the, uh, the offense a lot better in Baltimore. Yeah. And and, and we know Dobbins boy, he's explosive. I mean, think back to Ohio state and what he did before he got hurt. I don't think Edwards really poses any real threat there at this point. So I kind of agree with with him. It's it's two years removed from yeah. that injury, which really, if you yeah. look back in history, look at like some of these guys, the second year is when yeah. you, you're back. Yeah. So. And now that we're down here, you know, we're talking about, you know, close to the number 20 spot. I'm going to tell you about somebody, Ricky, that I absolutely love. I love this person and his ADP. He's going running back wise anywhere from, you know, 22 to 25. I am telling you, I love him. He'll be he'll be a league winner if you grab this guy. I wow. think I think if you get him, you know, anywhere from twenty, you know, to twenty five, it's a steal. That's Damian Pierce. I real I know the offense isn't going to be great, but I'm telling you, they're going to run the ball. You look at a guy like Damian Pierce getting in the twenties as a running back who's going to get the touches. He has no one to really challenge him at all. I love him in the 20 tier range on the running backs. I just, and I know they're going to be behind. I'm telling you, Damian Pierce will finish well above his ADP at 22, 23. You can have him. Okay. You, you, you keep him. Okay. Houston Texans, John, 
one of the worst run-blocking offensive lines last year. I don't see much that they did to fix it, looking at the offseason moves. The guy fell off a cliff last season, Damian Pierce. He's going to have a rookie quarterback. Yep, I know. I'm out. I'm big time out on him, but I know a lot of people agree with you, so that's one maybe I I look back and I, I miss something, I think. But we'll see. We'll see. And this is why it's always fun to play the tape back as we uh, come near the end of the season. So next, I'm going to ask you between these two people that fall next on the list, Cam Akers or Alexander Madison? Who do you like between those two? Cam Akers came on big at the end of last season. Yep. He was probably the biggest miss for people running back-wise last year. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to go with Cam. I think he won back Sean McVay toward the end. And let me ask you, would you take Javante Williams over a Cam? I know people have him because of injuries. He's down, you know, falling into the, you know, into the tier five range, which is, you know, kind of 24, 25 area, strictly because of the injury. But would you jump on the Javante Williams kind of up there over a Cam or over an Alexander Madison? Let me ask you this, because this is where I would I would be really attracted to Swift from mm-hmm. the Eagles. Mm-hmm. We talked about that fantasy points per touch stat. Yep. Swift was, like, arguably the highest. I believe he was the highest all of last season. Um, limited work, but best offensive line in football in the Eagles, I think we could all agree. A lot of receiving opportunities and rushing. What Contract year. Yeah, that's the What's big thing. What's not to like about yeah, this guy? Yeah, I mean, listen, the only thing not to like is, listen, contract year from Philadelphia. The only thing is the fact that, A, if Rashad Penny stays healthy, which he hasn't been able to do, and I do you know, know that they, they also like the other two backs they have there, Will they run more of a, you know, a three, four-headed monster or three-headed monster there, knowing the fact that they also throw the ball a lot, and Jalen's going to take some of those carries, especially around the goal line. But listen, I I agree with you. I could see Swift being a league winner if you take this guy in the late 20s. I mean, he could explode. Like, what if they unleash him? Yeah. What if they they actually let him rip? Hey, look what Sanders did, right? I mean, Miles, if Miles got over 1,000 yards. He's better than Miles. And I think he's bare Miles. You know, we have Miles way up there you know just because the situation so yeah no I like your pick there at Swift how do you feel about um uh, uh you know like a Pacheco I mean is he the guy there with Pacheco you like Pacheco in the top 25 I like Pacheco I think McKinnon will still definitely have like that they brought him back so I think it's just going to be like one of those things where the big weeks are big and you know the the Floor is also pretty low. Like, I see a lot of 40-yard, 50-yard weeks. Those are the kind of guys, in my opinion, John, that are, like, can really hurt you sometimes. Yeah. You know, that are uh, low floor but high ceiling. Yeah. How about um, Kamara? You know, with the news, with the three-game suspension, how far has he dropped? Does he drop kind of down it with this tier, do you think? What's your thoughts there? So this is the tier where people have him, which is crazy. It's official. It will be three games. I thought it'd be more. I always thought it'd be four or five, to be honest. But I think three games is, you got to break there. The question with this one is, how does how did your draft go to this point? Can you afford to shelve a top, what, he'll be a, within the first five rounds, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So can you afford to not have, the, you don't want to be 0-3. Um, 
But, I mean, he's 28 years old. What do you think about him? You know, my situation is the same as yours. I mean, I really like him. The question becomes is I'm just not so sold on that team. Yeah. Um, You know, I just think that team, you know, I I clearly look at Arizona being the worst team in football. I think they're going to. They're going to get the number one pick. And, you know, I think the Saints are going to go through a lot of struggling as well. So I think he'll get opportunity. I, I like him. It, you say he's going into Tier 5. I'm all over him in the Tier 5. I'll, I'll take him even giving up the three games there. But I also, when I'm looking at guys like him, you know, I think everybody's overlooking for a later pick is a guy like David Montgomery. I know he's backing up your guy. But let's not forget about David Montgomery. We're talking about, you know, this level David Montgomery's still going to have some value down in this tier five, tier six range. Listen, David Montgomery's a stud. Yeah, He's 26 years old. I know a lot of Bear fans that were highly upset that David Montgomery left, um, that they let him go. And especially within the division, this is a guy who catches the ball and he's great on the ground as well. Um, I see him being the guy who screws my other guy. Yep. My rookie from Detroit. Yep. Like, he's going to steal the touchdowns. You got to remember that. He's getting those touchdowns because there's no way they're going to run the rookie between the tackles and take a chance getting him hurt. He's 5'9 with a yeah. light frame. He's going to be the Jamal Williams. He's going he's to steal those touchdowns, I'm telling you. And do you know how many touchdowns are up for grab in that offense? 17. Oh. Is that how Seven. Many? Jamal yeah. Williams walked out the door and 17 rushing touchdowns opened up for grabs. Even Montgomery sure as hell is getting in on that. So here you go. You heard it on Steady Picks. I mean, you're looking for a late-round flyer. We know touchdowns are important. Don't sleep on David Montgomery. I mean, like I said, especially if, God forbid, anything goes down. You know, he goes He's down. He's a workhorse. He's a workhorse. Yeah. Yeah. If you put high draft capital into Gibbs, make sure you grab David Montgomery just in case. Yeah, know. can you imagine if you don't handcuff him? Yeah, I that's mean, that a handcuff be, yeah. you got to have. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, we're running out of time, Ricky. I mean, we could we could go through this all day and go through another 25. But I think the one thing you're seeing here is we gave you the kind of the top ones you must take. Ricky and I differed, you know, whether he likes Bijan Robinson, Bear Neckler. Uh, but again, they're, they're neck and neck. The same thing with the Chubb and the Barkley. On those situations, you really can't go wrong. Go with the person you think. But but I think we gave you some good framework and stats on when you're looking at running backs, who you should take. I'm Big John, checking out here. Uh, great doing the show again with you, Ricky. I look forward to catching up again later on the week. Everybody, uh, listen, we're getting close. We're getting close. Have a great one. This is Steady Picks fantasy football show don't forget to go over to steadypicks.com sign up some great content some great information there so go check out steady picks have a good one